Hey Ryan, I'm thinking of starting another podcast. Yeah, and what about? How to sell black market toenail clippings. It's going to be a hit. Why would... Never mind, never mind. I don't know who would listen to that, but more power to you. Only issue I'm having is uh, where to host it. I've tried different places. I've checked out uh, different hosting sites. All of the hosting sites cost money. And the few free ones that don't, they don't give you anything like listener views or geolocation, like where they're listening from. And on top of all that, I still need to make my own website. You do know with Fire Talk Radio, where our show's hosted at, we use Anchor.fm, right? Huh? It's great. It's free. You can see how many downloads each episode has, where people are listening from. That's Anchor.fm. That's right. You sent that to me. Well, do I still need to create my own website to uh, get it to, like, Apple and Stitcher? No, Anchor does that all for you. When you sign up with your email, it gives you everything you need to host your own show and podcast. It gives you the website. It gives you the RSS feed. It allows you to attach it to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all the other ones. Thanks, man. That makes things a ton easier. Now, can you take a look at this rash? I'm worried I have monkeypox. Uh, no, that's all you, man. That's a personal problem. So, what was that website again? Man, you got a, such a short attention span. I'll it's Anchor.fm. Either go on your phone, your tablet, or your computer. I'll just send you the link as a backup again. But check out Anchor.fm. Ladies and gentlemen and boys and girls, this is Fire Talk Radio, episode 51. Tonight, we are going to talk about AOC and why her constituents are not liking her. We're going to look at some key Senate races throughout the United States to see where everyone stands. We're going to see about Joe Biden's quid pro quo, uh, see how that plays out. Elon doesn't want to pay for Ukraine anymore. And more of an update on our student loan forgiveness. This and more on Fire Talk Radio. This is Fire Talk Radio Podcast, and you can check us out on firetalkradio.com. You can email us at firetalknetwork at gmail.com. You can send us a voicemail at 814-380-9820. You can always check us out live on YouTube and Rumble. Hit the like and subscribe button to find out when we go live. And subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting streaming platform. I can only count to four. I can only count to four. I can only count to four. I can only count to How do you do? I am sorry what for all those that are missing us. Uh, we were not, unfortunately, live Friday. Uh, Jason had a fight. Um, Saturday was I just I didn't have weird. a fight. I was coaching a fight. One of my 
Yeah, so he was a part of a fight for uh yeah, for a fight on uh Saturday. Uh unfortunately, uh I had a bet like three of my fighters lost. So So sad. And the last fight was great. Yeah, the last fight uh back in the spring. Well, yeah, I guess it would have been summer because it was June. Uh every one of them won. Like two TKOs and it was great. This fight, all three of them lost by TKO. It was it was horrible. I think um, I think my comment to you was when you said I, I asked you how the how the fight went. And you was like terrible. I said, "Well, did your fighters get their shit rock?" And when you gave me this, what happened? I was like, "Yeah, they got their shit rocked." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no, I give them a lot of credit. I mean, they're all really good, experienced fighters. The oh, people yeah. that they were fighting were also really good and experienced. So um sure it uh it just didn't go our way uh you know you can prepare and all that uh you know one of the hard things with the uh when it comes to uh mixed martial arts just like boxing is people drop out for injuries and for other stuff in the last minute so they got to scramble to find uh, another fighter to fill that slot and so uh two out of my three fighters um we didn't know who their opponent was going to be until like a week before. So we were preparing for oh, somebody that sucks. else. So you're, you're prepping yeah, we for were... one person and then like, Oh, we're going to swap them with Joe Schmo. And you're like, yeah, he's going to so, kick the shit out of you now. Cause you have no idea well, how to prep not even, for this. Not, not even that, but like, uh, you know, we were preparing our tactics. Like one of the guys was, uh, really tall and, uh, uh, had reach, so we were working on getting close, closing the distance, yeah. uh, grappling, getting underneath them, shooting, and then uh, he ended up uh, getting switched out for a guy that's shorter than my fighter and actually is a really, really good wrestler. And so, you know, it uh, it changed our whole game plan. I, you know, we tried switching up, and I tried teaching them uh, more defensive wrestling and not getting taken down and stuff like that. It just yeah. didn't work out the way that we wanted yeah. but uh no they they all they fought really hard really tough uh opponents and uh you know it was a great it's always a great experience being able to corner and coach fighters and uh so like i tell my wrestlers uh you know every match is just preparation or uh uh practice for the next match so I have themselves a week to rest and uh not think about fighting and uh come back next week and uh we start over again for the next one yeah but i mean um this week this so this time of year as uh you know i before fall time is always kind of hard and hit and miss for me uh we'll be shuffling things around a little bit because it is also hunting season which means me being a hunter an avid hunter that means taking weekends and uh you know trying to get away so i can get in the woods because that's how we get our meat. Um, I don't think we really bought meat in my house probably six years. Um, I always try to get one or two deer plus a small game um, uh, supplement our groceries, you know, especially with the grocery prices right now. Jesus ha- Christ. How do you, you want to talk about that? I think we that. talked about this. I, 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 I couldn't believe went and bought groceries, you know, like lunch meat and everything to take to the fights and everything. Walk out of there $200 for 
My 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 old grocery bill. I mean, like before this inflation, because it's it's a fucking inflation. Um, the Biden inflation. Sure. Um, went from like a hundred and eighty to two hundred dollars to five hundred for the same amount of fucking crap, mind you. It, it's the it's the same stuff. I'm not. There's nothing. There's nothing changing in my what I'm buying. It's just that's that. And I'm like, fine, whatever. And all. And the thing is, like, I'm okay. I I can say personally for myself for what I do for a living, what my wife does for a living. Um, we're able to make that. We're able to make that trade on it and and it not feel like it's like really killing us when it really is killing us because it's like if i wasn't working from home because it's i'm i'm a homebody i live at home and i work there's no way i'd have a 500 dollar grocery bill there's no way with the price of gas i i couldn't do it i would well, it would be terrible that's where we're having a harder time right now because yeah that's where we're having a harder time right now because um i worked from home from 2013 until i left my job and then last year i was a stay-at-home dad uh homeschooling my son so the only person driving to work was my wife uh for 10 years almost Heck yeah. um now I'm driving to work every day also and having to fill up both cars every week. And with the gas prices, we're talking $60 a car, $60 a vehicle. Um, oh man, I, I bought a new truck. So, and that's considering right now the gas prices. Have you looked at the gas prices? They're so fluctuating. Uh, you know, Two weeks ago, three weeks ago, they were like, uh, what, almost $4 a gallon. Then they jumped up to 4 in my place. Uh, then they jumped up to like 460 Now they're down to like 432 And some places are back up to 450 Like, yeah, there is no It, it doesn't make sense. Um, no, because I bought a new truck last week. Um we traded our Jeep in. We had a Jeep Cherokee. Don't get me wrong. It was good for the purpose of it, but it was... When you go from a Nissan, a full-size Nissan Pathfinder um, to half the size with a Jeep Cherokee, it you, you realize how much room you're actually using and miss it. Um... So we've been looking yeah. at trucks. We weren't planning to get a truck until the new year. Um, but this one we got was a 2020 Dodge Ram Laramie edition. Okay. And yep. it's a it was fully loaded. I mean, anything you can think of is in this fucking truck. Um, and it's their it's Dodge's night edition, Ram, their Rams night edition. So it's grayed out, rims are all blacked out. I mean, it it's pretty. I mean, it's pretty. Either I don't buy like it the, or lease it. 
I bought it. We we bought it. It, okay. it only had like twenty nine thousand miles when we bought it. So it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't too upset I... about buying. And um, it still needs to be broken in. Usually, they say the first vehicle's not broken in until after you hit the first fifty thousand miles. Um, yeah. So I mean, it's it's it runs it runs great. We just had to put gas in it. Finally, because uh, we got it from the dealership, they were so nice to fill the tank. Didn't ask how much it was going oh, to take to fill the tank, but they filled it. I went to go fill it. I put sixty bucks in it and didn't fill it up, and I was like, <laughs> no. "Fuck!" Um, and then no, I found out I, uh... I found the original sticker in with all the books from the from the guy previous. He had the tank swapped out. The 23-gallon tank to the 26-gallon tank. So I'm like, well, Ooh. that that's why <laughs> I can never... F- uh. <laughs> so I'm getting out a calculator right now. <laughs> so 26 times... We're going to average at about 445. It's, it's 410. It's 410 for 89. What? Yeah. 410? Dude, you guys are cheap. Times 410. $106. I figured as much. Yeah, it's going to be 100 bucks to, to fill it. So, yeah. back in 2018, <laughs> I leased. I didn't buy. Because uh, I figured I'd lease it and then buy it at the end. Yeah, I right? leased. A, uh, I'm a Ford family, and so I leased the Ford. See, we were looking at the the 2021 F150 because the because of the new the new interior, how they set up. She, oh, yeah. my wife, loved the new screen that they had, and all I liked it. It was it was nice, but I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, we we compared it to the new the new uh, Silverado. Same year Silverado and everything. Silverado was cheaper than the Ford. It didn't. It felt cramped inside that new Silverado. And I was like, yep, nope. Ford mm-hmm. feels so huge inside. It like does. The Ford interior, I had the full-size cab, feels bigger than any SUV I've ever Yeah, seen. no, no. And then when I put the, see the same feeling of the Ford, I got the same roominess inside that Dodge. I was like, I'm okay. I mean, I'm six foot. The best thing is my wife is only five foot, like one. She will like inch her half inch herself. But I will tell you, she's like five foot one. But they have the pedal adjuster in it. So Mm -hmm. the pedals can come to her. So she's not sitting on the steering wheel. And she loves that. I just, I got to get used to the knob. It was nice. I got to get used Um, to the knob. Yeah, but when I got I'm that used truck, to, you know, it was, it was brand new. Um, yeah. The only miles that were on it was what it took to drive it to the lot. Um, and uh, I think it came from Kentucky. It was nice. like delivered to a lot in Kentucky, and I told him what I wanted, like what color, and you know, I wanted to have uh, um running boards on the bottom and I wanted to have uh, the guard on the bottom because I go 
um, you know, backcountry when I'm hunting and stuff. Um, the skid plates and all that. So I told them that, and they found one in Kentucky. So uh, with zero miles on it, but they had to drive it from Kentucky up here to Michigan. So the only miles ever on it was like, you know, the 500 miles to drive it from Kentucky to here. They didn't have it car Again, transport. I worked at home. So, no. Um, so I, I, they had it transported to the lot in Kentucky, but not up here. Um, hmm. so they, uh, um, I got at least because I don't put any miles on vehicles cause I work from home. So sure. like I was putting on like 1500 miles a year. Like when I turned it in, there was like, uh, I guess that would make sense. Years, there was like less than 5,000 miles or less than uh, 20,000 miles on it. Um, so maybe 2000 miles a year, or 3000, something like that, but it was very little. Uh, anyway, it was a 23, uh, gallon tank, but at the time I bought it, gas was also like 235 a gallon. Yeah. Right. Mind you, see, this is the part that Democrats forget even before the pandemic gas was still cheap. When we talk about gas being cheap during, uh, uh, during Trump, we're not just talking about during the pandemic when it got down to like, you know, like a dollar fifty. We're talking about when it was like two thirty-five. Now it's like doubled that. So uh we're back so we're we back had, in the so Obama era. And, uh, well, during Obama it was more expensive. During Obama, we were in the three dollars. We were in the uh dollars, if you remember. Yeah. Um, even at the end of his. So anyway, so, uh, um, and then it took Trump, what, about or so year or two to get the gas prices down again. And then COVID hit, it dropped even more. And then Biden took over, signed off everything uh, Trump did and gas prices shot back up. And we're going to talk about the Saudis in a minute with Biden. Um, so the anyway, so, uh, yes. So anyway, so uh, I have this truck. I loved it. Um, I wanted to buy it. I left my job. I couldn't afford it. I sold it off. Actually, I sold it to my parents. So periodically, I still get to drive it. But um, and that thing, uh, the last time I had to fill it up before, um, I want to say it cost me 100 and some odd dollars. Uh, cause I drove it, I borrowed it from them back in like May when it was like $5 a gallon and it cost me like, yeah, I want to say 110 or $115. Um, but that truck gets better gas mileage than the, uh, you know, I sold it and, uh, got a cheap 2008, uh, um, Honda pilot. And the pilot is like a gas guzzler compared to what that truck was. Might as well just kept um, the truck. The newer trucks, they have that EcoBoost. They have, there's so I much more fucking hate uh, that EcoBoost. I was sitting at a light and I heard it just like turn off. And I'm like, no, no. And I touched the, the gas pedal just so it kicked back on. I'm like, fuck you. I don't, how do I know you're going to turn back on? 
it's a little nerve that is my problem with that it drives me nuts uh my wife's has it uh because she's got a ford escape and my pilot has it it's not the ecoboost automatic four-wheel drive the all-wheel drive that automatically turns on and off when it senses and they need it yeah and it drives me nuts because in michigan we need it a lot in the winter true the problem is is it'll turn on until it thinks it has grip then it turns off and all of a sudden the car kicks to the side or it won't turn on fast enough and you're in a half skid <laughs> that was the thing when i wanted that truck is i told them whatever you give me it better have a four-wheel drive that i can turn on and off yeah i i, I enjoy uh, i mean my my hyundai my i have a hyundai elantra it, it's only two-wheel drive and i said you know i mean it's it's a great little car it's front wheel drive so you can go through the snow you just not a pile right. of snow front wheel drive you can um so so i mean she's but she, yeah. my wife's not comfortable driving in the snow and i said that's perfectly fine take the truck um well i you know it's where we live you got to get used to it a little bit but uh yeah. i know a lot of it whenever possible i but i sidetrack do you watch college football at all? No. Um, so over the weekend, I'll be no was, help to this discussion. No, no. It my 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 extended family lives in Tennessee, and God love them. Uh, so the, over the weekend was the Tennessee Volunteers versus the Alabama versus Alabama. Um, and it. It came down. It came down to the last two seconds in fourth quarter to Tennessee uh, kicking a field goal for 52 to 49. And it was, uh, it was, um, it was absolutely amazing to watch Alabama get their shit kicked in and Nick Saban uh, can go suck a nut. So, um, my well. <laughs> Facebook feed was filled with people uh, saying the same similar thing to what you're saying. Um, but, uh, nope, I didn't see it. So no, I mean, other than that, all right, let's get into the show. Um, yeah, and this is episode 51. Thank you for all hanging out. Um, as you like my little, my little, uh, pop up there of how to contact us. Yes, please. Um, our Pandora listeners are, are starting to, uh, are, are, um, starting to hit the, the charts there. They're taking over the highest viewed part of our show, which is fantastic. So wow. if you're listening to us on Pandora, yeah, thank you, Pandora. Thank you very listeners. much. Um, so um, I want to make fun of AOC a little bit because she thinks she's all high and mighty with her constituents. She has what their best, um, her best uh, intentions, except for, so she was at a rally, and two a, a constituent stepped up and literally called her out for how she's becoming a warmonger, that they support the Ukraine war, and that they are voting to to possibly go into nuclear war. 
which has been, you have to understand, nuclear war we've been prepping for since JFK. JFK back then told us to put underground bunkers on our properties. Um, because the the threat of Russia deciding to say fuck you and throwing nukes. Um, well, the thing the thing with uh, like AOC and the Democrats is that they're in this. They're using Ukraine as a proxy war with Russia. Oh yeah, and that's just it. It's you know. That's where that's where I have the problem with uh, the Ukraine war. Don't get me wrong. I think Ukraine has every right to defend themselves against Russian invaders. We should help them when with you know is them sending forty billion dollars, not knowing where it's going. Yeah. Not knowing where any of the money is going. And then part of that $40 billion that is literally going to U.S. defense contractors to build ammunition for them. So you have, so they really are warmongering. People are getting rich off of this war because of the Democrats voting for all of this money. And this is a proxy war. And Russia knows that this is a proxy war. You have uh, Biden, who is, like, poking the bear with Putin because Biden is basically—he's been doing that right from the beginning. First, he told Putin, uh, hey, if Putin doesn't take too much, you know, maybe we'll do nothing. It's, you know, essentially speaking. Uh, Then he tells him, well— Putin's unstable. We don't know what he's going to do. He could do anything. You know, this is where we have such problems with uh, the administration and these Democrats because they are pushing for us to intervene in this war and pushing us against Russia. We were, may not have been allies with Russia, but at least, you know, we had that mutually assured destruction with Russia that you don't use nukes or we're going to have to use nukes. We, we won't fuck with you if you don't fuck with us. So um, here's a well, constituent. It's a, it's a carrot in the stick thing. Foreign here. Yeah, go ahead. Let's let, let's make fun of it. Let's see how AOC responds. Congresswoman, none of this matters unless there's a nuclear war, which you voted to send arms and weapons to Ukraine. Tulsi Gabbard, she's left the Democratic Party because there are some war hawks, okay? You originally voted, you ran as an outsider, yet you've been voting to start this war in Ukraine. You're voting to start a thermal nuclear war with Russia and China. Why are you playing with the lives of American citizens? You're playing with our lives. There will be no neighbors if there's a nuclear bomb. You voted to mobilize and send money to Ukrainian Nazis. You're a coward. You're a progressive socialist. Where are you against the war mobilization? He's telling the right truth. You have done nothing. Tulsi Gabbard has shown guts where you've shown cowardice. I believed in you, and you became the very thing you sought to fight against. 
That's what you've become. You are the establishment and you are the reason why everybody will end up in a nuclear war unless you choose to stand up right now and denounce the Democratic Party. Will you do that? Yes or no? Okay, simple. Are you going to stop nuclear war? Yes or no? There is no line because this is None of this matters if we're all dead. None of it. You know that. Then let's take it up right now because this is the only thing that matters. This is the only thing that matters right now. We could be in a nuclear war at any minute and you continue to fund it. That's what's going on. Why not right now? You're the liar here. Nobody has held you accountable. That's what's happening. And it is time for you to stand up and realize that what you've been saying has been lies. Let your conscience come through for once. Take a look at it. There are, and it's not just Japan and South Korea, but there are quite a few countries that are really struggling because young people, because. Well, that had nothing to do with it, but. <laughs> so He's not wrong. Talking. We're not talking about this. No. And she's playing politician. We're not talking about this right now. This isn't the discussion we're having. This isn't. It's the same thing that uh, uh, Corrine Jean-Pierre does to Ducey and everybody else now. You notice Corrine Jean-Pierre is getting it more and more from other now oh no she is getting late oh i watched it today and the last question literally goes unanswered she never answers it she's just like well let me tell you fucking christ woman can't you answer a goddamn question so i mean no it is what it is you know just like like aoc their whole job is to spin and so, yeah, th- this war in Ukraine is a proxy war that the Democrats are fighting. And it's hurting us. It's hurting us. It's hurting Europe. Now, does that mean that just let Russia roll in and, uh, you know, take over Ukraine? No. What it means is a good diplomacy having a carrot and a stick saying to uh, Putin, listen, you're losing you're losing people left right and center this didn't go the way you thought you're losing money you're losing support you're losing uh military here's the carrot we'll give you the problem you know, is what you is took in 2014 there, there's a there's a sleeping we'll let- country that hasn't gotten their name in there yet and if they're provoked they're probably most likely going to side with russia and that would be china because we're right. already poking China as a bear with Taiwan. With Taiwan, yep. So if we keep fighting for Taiwan, and we should, there's nothing wrong with that. The problem is Russia will have no problem back saying, we will back you if you back us. Well, right. there's two superpowers right there. And then you got North we're Korea. end up in another world war. North Korea is going to join them. Uh, Iran's going to join them. We're giving Iran nuclear. We're 
You, yeah, uh, we're giving everybody a reason to fucking just start turning everybody with green radiation in a mo- in a little while, and that's the thing. And and we're pushing Russia to the point that Putin basically has to say either I get out of this and lose all support of anybody in Russia, or we drop tactical nuclear detonation in. Uh, to win the war because we can't win it on the ground. And so, I mean, and then there's Germany. But we got to give them we got to give them a we got to give them a carrot and out and we have to give them a stick saying, "Here's the carrot, here's the out. Here is the stick." They're if not don't this get the out, problem is that this is what we're going to do. Russia's too invested in getting sections of Ukraine back. That's the thing everyone forgets. Ukraine used to be part of Russia at one time. They were all one country. Well, it was all part of the Iron Curtain, uh, Ukraine, yeah. Crimea, all of that. So, I mean. But. And it's not like they deserve it. You know, they were broken up for a reason after the USSR. Yeah. But. I mean. But Putin's always been Putin, in his. He- well, I mean, KGB. he was an old. Was it KGB? Uh, yeah, officer for yeah, so but he's always wanted to bring the Iron Curtain back. He stated that yeah. I don't know how many times bringing back the Iron Curtain, and the only way to bring the Iron Curtain back is to bring back the countries that were involved creating the Iron Curtain. Um, right, so you know, it, it but, is going to be know, an ongoing uh, issue. Um, didn't we just have uh, two new countries join the UN? Um, no, they applied. Sweden I don't and, know uh, if they've actually gotten in yet. They applied. Um, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not aware. I know the Ukraine applied. All Ukraine applied also. The problem is so if um, so, it is catch twenty two. If Ukraine. Is accepted into the UN. Russia has stated that they will wipe them off the map to take back the land if that happens. But then that will trigger the world war because then the UN has to defend, has to be ready to right, defend because Ukraine because they're a UN nation now. Um, I saw something weird too that uh, Prince Charles won't move I'm into Buckingham right Palace now. until. After the redecorate, like the three hundred and fifty million dollar redecoration of Buckingham Palace, so he's removing basically everything of the Queen out of it. So that's just that's I think it's fucked up. But okay, um, but will he be ready? Because technically he's the King of England. He will be now in charge of their military. Will England be ready? Will France be ready? No one's ready for a war. No one wants a war. But if this no. keeps pushing, a and, war's happening. Uh, you know. And don't forget, World War II didn't start overnight. It was little bits at a time like this. One country and then another and then another. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, it's so... Uh, this is, you know... And, and the thing is, is we are... And the Democrats really are pushing this 
and they're pushing it in a way and elongating this war because in as Tulsi Gabbard put uh on the Joe Rogan there's a lot of money to be made off of war oh yeah there's tons and of money to be made off you of war talk about you know the the left always talks about the left always talks about the uh the democrat republican flip this is really the only example that I can see of a flip is that back in the day you had the Bushes, you had the Cheneys that were pro-war, pro-warmongers. Now we're seeing this with the Democrats and the Republicans are the ones saying, no, this isn't our fight. You know, not saying we don't support them with humanitarian aid. We don't support them, you know, uh you know by maybe i think they said they want to wipe away or they have wiped away uh ukraine's debt to the u.s um you know stuff like that but you know we have contractors that are making buku bucks off of this war because who's manufacturing the uh, um the ammunition for them who's manufacturing the weapons that ukraine is using United States. Those are they have our drones. I mean, they have our drones there. They have our weapons, right? And also, and so, who's paying off these Democrats to give them more money? Another forty billion dollars. Tax taxpayers. And if we go into a world war. There's going to be some companies that make bank off this. So, speaking of Tulsi Gabbard, so Tulsi Gabbard, <laughs> the guy said she had it the right way. Tulsi Gabbard has uh, officially announced that she left the Democratic Party remain in today's Democratic Party that's under the complete control of an elitist cabal of warmongers who are driven by cowardly wokeness, who divide us by racializing every issue and stoking anti-white racism, who actively work to undermine our God-given freedoms that are enshrined in our Constitution, who are hostile to people of faith and spirituality, who demonize the police but protect criminals at the expense of law-abiding Americans, who believe in open borders, who weaponize the national security state to go after their political opponents, and above all, who are dragging us ever closer to nuclear war. Now, I believe in a government that's of the people, by the people, and for the people. Unfortunately, today's Democratic Party does not. Instead, it stands for a government that is of, by, and for the powerful elite. Now, I'm calling on my fellow common sense, independent-minded Democrats to join me in leaving the Democratic Party. If you can no longer stomach the direction that the so-called woke Democratic Party ideologues are taking our country, then I invite you to join me. No longer remain in today's So Tulsi mean, she's Gabbard left, she, no, she said she is not becoming a Republican. I'm not, she I mean, staying independent. She, ha- she does have a lot of uh, progressive policies that are the, the Democrats are looking right. at, but 
she's she won't go full Republican and and you know and I and that's fine and I'll not ask her to be Republican. But no. I would love to still see her in I'm the political her to be world. My girlfriend. I don't think that'll happen though. I don't think that'll happen either. I mean, I believe that's she's married be... still. No. Um. But... Well, so am I. Damn it. Yeah, but okay. All right. Oh well, but um, no, but I wish to still see her in politics. But, I mean, and and everything. So all all is good. Uh, there's quite a few things. Uh, she was on the Joe. Have you listened to the Joe Rogan podcast with her last week? I did not. Okay, you need to download that. On Spotify. <laughs> I, I've been busy and with my new listen. job, so I haven't really had a time to sit and listen. Listen to it in the shower. Listen to it while you're on the toilet. Listen to it uh, in the car. I mean, she's not wrong. I mean, I, I mean, I guarantee, like Joe Rogan and her had a great conversation, and oh, uh, it was amazing. And the stuff that they talked about with this Democrat party is just amazing. It's it's I shouldn't be amazed, but I really am because. You know, for them to demonize her. And she said even back when uh, she was in Congress, it was the same thing. They were they were pushing her, demonizing her because she wouldn't follow their line on everything. NBC, and, NBC's highlight when they wrote when she was leaving, Tulsi Gabbard has left the Democratic Party. Good riddance. It's sad when... If you don't tow that line, it's immediately because she said it. She said it in her goodbye speech. How they racially motivate or they demonize you for going against them. They're happy she's gone. Right. Now, one thing I would like, I think, I think she would make a good presidential candidate. Um I think she had, that she would be the bridge between both sides. But, as she put it, um, do you remember Ross Perot? I'm Ross yes. Perot. I have $2 billion. He um, can never get the president. He actually, ran every a, time. I think that was an SNL skater or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so since Ross did you see Rose, the SNL? Speaking uh, of SNL, did you see their SNL skit of the January sixth committee? They finally did one, and it was it was glorious. No, it was let me uh, pull that up. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, SNL Jan six hearings. Uh, let's see here, CNN USA Today. I want videos. Wow, nine minutes long. Yeah, was it? It wasn't a long skit, but it was a decent skit. Nine minutes is a long skit. Um, for SNL, yeah. I'm waiting for uh, YouTube to. I've got ads up right now, and then I'll. You you gotta watch the ad before you uh, watch the video. Yes, I gotta love YouTube. Um. Thank <laughs> you.
House Select Committee will now come to order for its ninth and final hearing. The January 6th was one of the most dramatic and consequential moments in our nation's history. So to fight back, we assembled a team of monotone nerds to do a PowerPoint. I made mine with Google Slides. We've been investigating this horrible attack for more than a year, but today's session is going to be a little different. We're going to summarize our findings, hold a history-making vote, and then, and only then, we all get to have a little treat. Aw, oh, come on. Can I have one cupcake now? No, 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 no. It's evidence, then a vote, then a little treat. All right, I would first like to recognize the gentle lady from Wyoming, who I am shocked to say has become my best friend, Liz Cheney. Thank you, Benny. Over the past few months, this bipartisan committee has presented our case to all Americans. Whether you're a Republican who's not watching or a Democrat who's nodding so hard, your head is falling off. One person is responsible for this insurrection. Donald Trump. And one person will suffer the consequences. Me. <laughs> you might be wondering what makes me so tough. And I ask you, who is your dad? <laughs> is it Dick Me? <laughs> you might wonder, how do you have the guts to take on your entire party alone? And I'd say, when you were little, who tucked you in at night? <laughs> Was it Dick Cheney? <laughs> I've been asked, how did you get a backbone made of steel? And I ask back, for your 10th birthday, did you eat pizza at Chuck E. Cheese with all your friends? Or did you shoot a deer in the face with Dick Cheney? <laughs> so yeah, I guess you could say I have big Dick Cheney energy. Well, thank you very much, gentle lady from Wyoming. <laughs> uh, the chair now recognizes really the gentleman from California here, and maybe the horror movie Smile. <laughs> Actually, no, 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 we're going to skip him. <laughs> Too spooky. All right. The chair instead recognizes the gentleman from Maryland. Thank you. Leading up to January 6th, the FBI scoured through alt-right message boards and found disturbing comments like, who wants to burn D.C. to the ground? Anyone got room in their car for me, 10 rifles, and 30 snakes? Where do we park? Is there shuttle from La Quinta in to Coup? And, and am I at wrong Washington? I see space needle. Yet again, President Trump didn't raise a finger. And while these hooligans were ransacking our beloved capital, real leaders like Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer were bunkered in a Senate hideaway trying to save the country. Yes, hello, Mr. Vice President and Speaker Pelosi. What, what is happening over there? When can we get back to the Capitol and resume the vote? Hello, DoorDash, it's Chuck Schumer. <laughs> Yes, we still haven't received our lunch order. And yes, I did change the drop-off location due to some unfortunate treason. But it's still should have arrived by now. Okay. That's that's enough yeah. of that. Yeah, that's enough. Uh, no, no, I mean. The rest afterwards. My thing is, uh, well, speaking of so, the, I watched the actual video of Nancy Pelosi on the phone 
talking about wanting to punch Trump if he shows up for trespassing yes. on Capitol ground, which makes absolutely because no fucking Nancy sense. Pelosi punching Trump <laughs> would make so much sense. That would make great. Well, the thing is, where the fuck did the camera that's crew a, come from? A, well, she's fucking making this goddamn phone call. Well, and I thought, what was there a goddamn camera crew in there? Uh, every time uh, you have uh, uh, Joe Biden multiple times saying he would take Trump out back of the high school and beat the shit out of him, like uh, Biden, you can't stand up straight. Not that Trump's like uh, you know in great shape or anything, but if I was a betting man. I would put it on Trump in the first. Like it would be a, it would be. A I mean, Trump in was in the WWE at one time. So that's right. I forgot about that. He made an appearance. He made um, he made a few appearances, if I'm not wrong. But, um, but my thing is like they were show they were but like Tulsi when Nancy Gabbard, was, my girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> but Tulsi Gabbard, my girlfriend, uh soon to be girlfriend. Sure. One day, I swear. Yeah. Not happening, but happen. we'll, we're going to we'll keep your daydream alive. Thank you. Thank you. Uh So as she put it, uh the hard part for her now is that um since Ross Perot the and and this is true because I I remember learning about this a while ago um the democrats and republicans basically got together to make it almost impossible for a third party to not only win but just get seen yeah so if you remember in the 1990 um elections all three of them were in the debates Mm mm-hmm and uh, so you had uh, George H.W. Bush, Ross Perot, and Bill Clinton. Um, now, Ross Perot cost, in my opinion, uh, Bush more votes than Clinton, but he kind of straddled the line. He pulled some votes from Clinton, pulled more from Bush. So because of that, uh, the what is it uh um the center for presidential debates or the commission for presidential debates or whatever basically got together and said you know you have to be a republican or a democrat to get in the debates and without that being seen like that there's no way a third party stands a chance on top of that and i'm really looking up whether or not i would like to see it change because i think i do is the way that our electoral college works i don't want to go to popular vote that's wrong but this winner take all in the state shouldn't be either so take michigan for example michigan uh if you win 51 percent, you get all of the delegates instead of you know if you win 51 percent, you get half the delegates plus one and then the other side gets so that there's representation in each state. I think by doing that, it still forces the candidates to move around to every state. The problem is I don't think anybody wants to reform the election process. Um, 
They want to either abolish it. To go to pure, want to go to pure, uh, pure dem- democracy, pure, uh, you know, abolish the. The uh, New York, California system. will be what will be determining our fucking president. Every election, yes, yes. Every major but, city will determine the next president, and every major city is blue. But I like, I like the idea you know of you know if you get 60 percent of the votes in the state you get 60 percent of the delegates if a third party is in there and they get 20 percent, they get 20 percent of the delegates yeah um i i think i think that is a a good fair is and it will also stop the monopoly of california because california is basically a shoe-in for what is it 57 uh electoral votes how many electoral yeah. votes does california get it, it's like i think it's like 51 um it's it's up there because it's i think it's just a tad bit higher than texas but with all the transplants going from california to texas texas may actually get they may swap numbers hell florida may get more seats with all the people moving yeah, to florida well I thought about it. I told my wife, I was like, I'm thinking we may move to Florida. (laughs) At least um, live in the panhandle. California gets 55. Yep. California gets uh, 55 electoral votes. Uh, Florida gets 29. Uh, Texas gets. It's like 40. Oh, 38. Now. It used to be higher, I thought. Michigan, we get. Michigan, we get 16. So take New York 29 and California 55. Those two right there, you know, you're talking 80. Uh, um, Pennsylvania, I think, is like 18, 18 or 20. So out of the 260 needed to win, uh, Democrats are shooing for 84 right there. Yeah. No, but I, if we I, I move understand it to, that. And a lot of people in Cal, especially Northern California, vote Republican. There's a lot of Republicans in California. They just yeah, don't outnumber but... the Democrats, so all of them go. If we went to the uh, uh, percentage, then maybe out of California, out of 55, they might get uh, you know 30 or 40 electoral votes, but 10 still go to the Republicans. I think yeah. that is that's a better way. I think New Hampshire is the only one that splits it like that. All right. And I think they only have like two elect votes or something. Uh, what's New Hampshire? Four. They have four electoral votes. Yeah. And so. I think Maine yeah. does it, I think, right, where they split their state up into three sections. Or, like, I oh, think yeah, what, and each like, section has, yeah. Has their own section, which is, I think, I wouldn't, I could see Yeah, because in, in Maine, uh, three went to Biden, one went to Trump. Yep. Because they have four uh, all together. Yep. Yeah, I think another, I forgot, I think there's another, I think it's Nebraska. 
Um, I think they do too. Yeah, you're right. Um, but I Kansas, think that should be somewhere and, 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 and that's really, I think, when our uh, when the electoral college was being done, I think that's more of what they were determining. Not that every state, oh, you won the state, therefore you get all, you know, 16 for Michigan. Yeah, right? No, it's, you know, you won 50% of Michigan, you get half the votes. Right. You get half the delegates. So, speaking of what the hell is going on in Pennsylvania with your senators? Or your uh, Senate candidates? Um, Fetterman is an idiot. He doesn't want... I don't think uh, he wants to admit that stroke think? is affic- affecting him more than it is. He's using text-to-speech technology to do all his interviews with. Yeah, he has so to literally, read. he has a screen. He has to read it because of his stroke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His his brain doesn't comprehend it, but he believes that it's just a handicap and that he should be allowed to use that. I mean, it's no worse than Biden using a teleprompter, but um, but it is because. He's not going to have that option everywhere he goes. No. You know, he if, is absolutely when, when not. He's, when he's voting on stuff. He didn't even you know, show up aren't... for a debate. He, with, he was having a Democratic debate with other Democratic um, people. And he couldn't even show up for it. And he was mocked for not showing up. And uh, I understand the working in casual hoodie t-shirt jeans. But if I was going for an elected office, I think I would I think I would put on a suit. Because representation is, is that's all fake. It's all fake. Because the thing is, is he acts like he's one of the people, you know, because he wears Carhartts. I, right. I'm, I'm a working class man. I wear Carhartts. That motherfucker has, has been it. sponging off his parents forever. Exactly. He has never worked a day in his life. He is Actually, literally... if he gets this job, this will be the first time he actually has health insurance. That's not the Affordable Care Act. Um, I can only assume because I've never... It has been dictated that he has never had a job and that he lives off his parents. So guarantee you, he probably just yeah. paid the penalty for not having health insurance. Um, or he's on Medicare and or Medicaid, one of the two. I mean, his parents, didn't his parents pay for his house too? Buy his house or something like that? They pay um, him $51,000 a year. But yes, they bought him a house. And then he's bought other properties that he failed to disclose and got caught. Um. Don't get me wrong. Oz, yes, he is the conservative. He is from New Jersey. And and I understand that Oz is running in the 
oh, I'm, I got, he's running in the Trump line of difference between Trump and Oz. Trump was a capitalist. He was a business person. He looked at the United States as a business. And then there's Oz. Oz is a medical professional in his own right. And I think he's doing it. He had a really show on TV. Yeah. And uh, granted, yes, he's given up his private practice to do public service. I really would have loved to have seen the debate between Oz and Fauci. I wanted to see that actually happen. Um, Isn't there a debate between him and Fetterman coming up? Yes, because Fetterman had to agree to at least one, one, um, one debate, and it hasn't happened yet. Um, I'm waiting for it. I actually want to see it, but it's no worse than what the Michigan governor race is going on. Because that that. Uh, Gretchen Whitmer is 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 uh throwing shots and getting called out on camera and she is just taking it with yeah. a smile. It's like I'm getting something jammed she in my ass right now and I yeah, can't do nothing that- about it. And I and all of her responses during last week's debate with um uh uh Oh God, I'm seeing uh, uh, ads, attack ads from each one of them uh, every every ten minutes now. Um, I keep wanting to say Tulsi Gabbard, but that's not it. It's uh, it begins with a T. Um, Tudor Dixon. Yeah, uh, she's actually throwing. She's actually so doing very Tudor well. Yeah, she's doing a lot better than I thought she would go. Here's the problem. It's getting outspent like crazy. Yes. So, yes, Gretchen Whitmer is just is doing the Democratic way. If I can't out talk it, I'm going to throw money at it. And right. I, that's so where Tudor Dixon is going to Whitmer fall apart. Adds to one Tudor Dixon ad. Yeah. Um, and here's the thing. But Tudor Dixon did Whitmer, very well at the debate. I will give her that. I watched that debate. That was very impressive. She was very impressive. And Whitmer just tried to do the debate. onslaught. Hmm. That debate was not televised. Was it not? That debate, no. That debate was online. Well, yeah. I was not able to watch. I did not see that. No, but it wasn't televised. My grandparents did not see that debate. They're voting. My parents did not see that debate. They're voting. Now I know how they're voting, so it's not going to make a difference. But yeah, so many people that didn't watch because basically you it was i think uh it was w-o-o-d and grand rapids yeah that may have televised it in grand rapids but everywhere else in michigan the only way to watch it was to uh uh watch it on their facebook feed 
The latest polls show the governors for Michigan is dead even at this moment. But that, I mean, that could change any minute. Oh, wait, here's the actual stat. So it's 49.8 for Whitmer, 41.3 for Dixon. But it's showing that she's starting to climb. Dixon's starting to climb. So, I mean, it's going to come down to November. And it's, I'm not going to hold my breath that Dixon's going to win, unfortunately. If you're listening to the push her across, but um, the way she's being outspent, and here's my problem with uh, Trump. Trump has the super PAC to help other candidates. He endorsed Dixon mm-hmm. knowing that she doesn't have a huge chunk of money to compete with because that's oh, yeah. what she needs in order to win. She needs she needs to be on the radio. She needs to be on streaming services. She needs to be on every website, every pop-up, every Facebook ad, everywhere. She needs to flood. Whitmer is doing that. Whitmer has every Democrat and uh, Democrat light uh, I mean, if we were more popular, I would say we try to get you know, her on. Ad- yeah. <laughs> she actually used to be a podcaster, though. She was a podcaster on um, uh, uh, Bannon's uh, website. Um, Infowars? Uh, no. What's Steve? Uh no. I don't know. Um so I mean this is um, one of the time to get your information but his, about uh, she, used, she used to be a Yeah, so you know, he's uh or with with Tudor Dixon, she wasn't my first choice. No. Um but being the fact that I heard about her until the end of the primaries, she still ended up winning again because of Detroit and Grand Rapids. If she can get it close enough in Detroit and Grand Rapids, she'll win the rest of the state. Um, but those two main parts, Wayne County and uh, the Grand Rapids area. Um that's that's the big thing that's like you know if you're gonna win new york you have to win new york city if you're gonna win california you have to win la if you're gonna win michigan you have to win or at least come close in wayne county which is detroit metro detroit area that's like majority of our state um up north and everywhere she doesn't have uh wimmer doesn't have a lot of support because she shut Michigan down for a year. It took a fucking Supreme Court to tell her you cannot be a dictator of your state. I mean, she tried. She That's tried how very bad well. it was. And you know what? Know. The thing is, is I'm afraid of how many people have such short memories. 
that they can't even remember that she was shipping. She told us we could not pull our parent, grandparents out of uh, nursing homes while she was putting COVID patients back into them. She was telling us that we couldn't go visit our uh, uh, cabins. She was telling us that uh, she freaking sued a barber or uh, arrested, had a barber arrested for cutting hair. I have gyms. I know gym uh, owners that are still fighting because they were fined so much because they were keeping their gym open when everybody knows that the best way to fight COVID is to be healthy. By the way, speaking of that, the CDC uh, actually, did you hear uh, about the CDC actually admitting that they knew right from the beginning that the mRNA vaccine wouldn't stop the transmission? Right from the beginning, they knew it and they lied. Yeah, yeah. They, they did it lied. So they get they paid. Were, they lied. They were blocking. They were telling us we had to get the shot to keep our jobs. And they knew it was a lie. They knew it. How fucked up is that? Absolutely. And um, so. So, yeah, as we get closer, at least with Pennsylvania and Michigan, some of the attack ads, uh, you know, Michigan has a 30s anti-abortion law on the books. Right now it's being held back by the Supreme Court, who basically uh, said, uh, you know, wait for people to vote. Um, and it's on the books. And... Uh, one of the attack ads is Tudor Dixon uh, in an interview, them saying, uh, you know, she was talking to someone and they brought up a 12-year-old. So if a 12-year-old uh, gets pregnant by, you know, a family member or something, and the, she goes, well, that's a great example. And then they cut it off. And then a 12-year-old is not an example. Like, you don't hear hear what she says and i need something like that's a great example of you know where you know uh the person that raped her needs to be responsible or something not the baby but they cut it off right there and these attack ads i will be so happy when they're done um, but I have a feeling uh, we have four more years of uh, fucking Whitmer. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't have Wolf anymore. So it's down to Josh Shapiro and uh, Massiano, um, who I, I, I'm going for Massiano because um, fuck Josh Shapiro. To me this a short uh episode uh tell us about uh student loan forgiveness all right so um if no one paid attention uh the actual application for the i'm gonna hate to have to say this this way the biden harris debt relief um 
for student loans. The application was actually launched over the weekend. If you don't know about it, check it out. Um, it is if those and the qualifications is on studentaid.gov. Um, but it's to either get the 20000 or the 10000 uh, taken off your loan, whether you have a Pell Grant or not. So if you have a Pell Grant, 20000 if you have ten, if you don't have a Pell Grant, so it doesn't matter what you make now. It doesn't matter how your life hang is. Hang on. It depends uh, if your parents didn't make enough when you were in college. No, it, it matters now. It goes off the most recent return. So if you're married, uh, filing jointly, you can't make more than two hundred fifty thousand. If you're single, uh, no more than one hundred and twenty-five thousand. Um. Because they'll pull your information from the IRS, actually, from the way it reads. Um, but, I mean, they decided to do this on September 29th. For those that had the older style loans, the commercial loans, uh, they're called FELP loans. They, are, they have been announced that they were no longer eligible for that program. If you didn't consolidate by September 29th, they did the cutoff dates on the announcement date. How does that make sense? <laughs> I don't know. It's the Department of Ed. If you don't like it, talk to them. Because um, the problem is a lot of those old commercial loans, they're not actually owned by the Department of Education. They were written up by the Department of Ed, but they're actually not owned by them. They're owned by like a private entity. That's right, because so, I actually had a loan at one point through Discover. Yes, but if you were able to, if it was signed for through the Department of Ed, you could have consolidated into a federal loan. Um, but if you didn't, then you shall look. Um, applications are good till December of 2023, so if you don't want to do it right now, then you can do it later. Um but we, I have noticed with those that have higher balances, there is an option to opt out of it because it will affect your repayment plan and everything in the long run. Um, so what about if you teachers don't, and stuff like that, that. If you have a lower, if you have lower balances, you know, and everything, it's like definitely a better thing. Workers, they get like after ten years. That's public service. It's completely different than yeah. the debt relief. The debt relief is okay. I catch twenty two. I like it, but I also don't like it. Um, the reason why I say that is because you signed for your loans. You signed for the degree you went to. It's not our fault that you chose a degree you can't get a job in, that there's no work for, um, or there's oversaturated amount of work for. Um, but, yes, and who's going to say no to free money? Um, technically, it's not free. We're going to end up paying it in the, in the rears. Um, yeah. But, This will this will definitely uh, definitely uh, be something. Um, 
but with that you know, launch, it's like I I had a, hmm, I had a friend that uh, um, mooches off the government, um, you know, with uh, um, unemployment and all that stuff. Like they just they knew how to play the the game to get oh yeah government money, and and uh, they go well it's free money you should take it and I go it's not free money it's money and they go well it's still free to me. It's tax that, money. That, that was their uh, right, but their their justification was, well, it's still free to me. So, no, I'm glad you thought that way. Crazy as that is, I did. All right, you got some funny videos or no? That was their thought. No, uh, we're not going to end this one on funny videos, um, but we will talk about. Last thing is Biden's quid pro quo. All right, cool. So we're going to impeach him for that. When do you remember when? Uh, what's that? Are we going to impeach him now for that? What's that? Are we going to impeach well, him? Do you remember the that? impeachment of uh, Trump? Yeah. Do you, for his do you quid pro quo of Trump for quid pro quo the first. That was the first one. Remember, after all the Russian collusion stuff didn't pan out, they found this, that he had a phone conversation. And yeah. uh, Zelensky, uh, at the time, actually said, no, I didn't see this as a quid pro quo. That's not the way the conversation felt to me. Now you have Biden with the Saudis. Quo. And even the Saud give us, what was it, one and a half million barrels or one million barrels a day or something yeah, like that? So, yeah, it was two million barrels a day. They asked him to keep the- Two million uh, barrels a day for the next month. Not until after until after midterm elections. Um, they, want, they didn't want him to stop their- per, Until after yes. the- per, And everything- and the Saudi prince came out and said, well, Joe Biden asked for this. It wasn't, no, we're doing this because no, we want to. He didn't to. even say asked for this. And Joe Biden told him, you do this or you're not getting ecking. We are cutting off all ties with you. Um, this is the guy that. Joe Biden went over and basically uh, fist bumped. Um, tried to fist bumped, uh, you know, was all but, you know, uh, trying to kiss his ass to, um, you know, try to get good with him. And it uh, it didn't work. And like I say, this is a. This is straight quid pro quo. This is Joe Biden said, you know, give us this until the midterms or, you know, we're not, you know, we're taking in or uh, there was a clip I thought. Um, where is. 
Biden asking favors. Okay, maybe there isn't one. Is there one on the Washington Post website? No. I know, so, but the problem me, uh, is, is that it's, this is, uh, mind you, or I'm sorry, the Washington Examiner. Mind you, with so the quick this program. is, uh, in quote from Biden, he said, he said, I looked at them and said, I'm leaving in six hours. Uh, oh no, that's, uh, that that's the, the quid pro quo uh, with, with Ukraine. When he was doing the quid pro quo uh, to get the um, the state attorney to back off of Burismo, um, this quid pro quo was they were they were asking they were telling they were the OPEC was slowing down their production to drive the price up because everyone's depending on them. Why not, right? So he asked, he said, either please at least make it to the midterms or else kind of thing. And it's like, and the thing is, no one knew about it until the Saudi prince from OPEC came out and said, well, Joe Biden threatened us with a quid pro quo. And it's like, you you." you dumbass you turn on our refineries you bring us our own oil we don't even have to deal with them now you're gonna have to do that because your new green energy deal isn't even in place yet and uh how how is anybody gonna live and and that's the thing uh you know the this whole thing started because remember when he took office we were energy independent we we were exporting more barrels than we were importing, which means at any time we could have said, fine, if you're going to cut production, we're not going to sell as much to you guys. We're going or import as much from you guys. We're going to take it from ourselves. And then on top of that, his EPA cut down uh, refineries. And that's the biggest one right now because even if we got the barrels, the 2 million barrels a day, we still don't have the refinery capacity. That's why Michigan is so much higher right now is because the refinery that was in Indiana, I want to say caught fire or something, or running, you know, as much as it should be. And, uh, you know, that services uh, Indiana, uh, Illinois, Ohio, and Michigan. So, um, so it says, uh, after the oil cut decision was taken, the U.S. government, through various statements, has accused Saudi Arabia of favoring Russia and even warned it of sanctions. Joe Biden even said that there will be consequences for Saudi Arabia. He had called the decision, he had called that the decision was against the uh, polls in November and high oil prices are affecting them badly. The Democrat party leaders in the U.S. have been advocating for cutting all ties with Saudi. Either you do this or we're cutting all ties with you. Um, 
Mind you, Problem this is, is the same this, one that the, the, the that, that, that isn't hurting them at all. Been bad talking for the last two years. No, if I hope to hell, if the uh, Republicans take the House, which it's looking like they will. Um. Contrary to uh, what was on the view that she said it, uh, but if the Republicans take the House, they better open up impeachment investigation into this. Oh, yeah. Because if they're going to impeach Trump for saying, hey, I'm leaving in six hours, you better have a decision for me about this person. And it was legit. We now have Biden's laptop. We guy for these deals that he was making in China and in uh, the Ukraine. Like this, this administration, Biden is so corrupt, but he mm -hmm. got in as being Uncle Joe. He's Uncle Joey. All right. So. Oh, we're gonna end it on that. Um, we'll see. We'll see how the the rest of the week goes. Um, I got nothing left. You got anything? Nope. I'm hitting the contact button, and uh, we'll see you guys next week or this week. I don't know. Whenever. This is Fire Talk Radio podcast, and you can check us out on FireTalkRadio.com. You can email us at FireTalkNetwork at gmail.com. You can send us a voicemail at 814-380-9820. You can always check us out live on YouTube and Rumble. Hit the like and subscribe button to find out when we go live. And subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting and streaming platform.